Browns, Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 871. Today's a day for kings. King eiders and king parrots, to be specific, as we'll learn very shortly. Meanwhile, shall we uh, start counting Eins, here? Zwei, drei. Someone counting in German there. And the point? Well, just that Germany is one of the more than 100 countries taking part in this year's Great Backyard Bird Count happening from February 18th through the 21st. It's a worldwide citizen science project in which we can all count birds in our backyards and submit our results to assist the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's bird population research. It's an important project and fun to do and doesn't require much time. To find out more, just visit birdcount.org. Uno, dos, That's birdcount.org. Well, we're big around here on the idea of picking up litter while birding. We call it plurting. And our proud plurter program recognizes listeners who are plurting and aims to recruit folks who'd like to start. And our latest proud plurter is Donna Medeiros, along with her husband Dwight from Charlestown, Rhode Island. Donna says she's hoping that her action will encourage other folks to do the same. And she adds, we feel it's important to be silent stewards of our land Picking up trash on our surrounding streets is also part of this. Well said, Donna, and your proud Plurter iron-on badge is on its way. Find out more about Plurting, just go to TalkingBirds.com slash Plurting. So that's spelled like birding with a P-L instead of a B on the front. Well, our traveling team member Freya McGregor is checking in from yet another Australian avian outing where she's been getting up close to some really uh, beautiful birds hi everybody it's freya mcgregor here if you can hear that crunching in the background that's two king parrots i'm standing right next to eating some sunflower seeds they're such beautiful birds the the male is bright red on the head and breast and green on the back and wings and the female's the opposite she's green on the head and wings and breast and red on the belly and they would really like some more sunflower seeds I'm in the Dandenong Ranges which is just next to Melbourne and Australia is known as the land of parrots, we have heaps of different uh, parrot species, there's crimson rosellas up here which are deep red and blue and there's sulphur crested cockatoos which are white with a yellow crest and yellow-tailed black cockatoos. But these king parrots seem to know that if they show up and make cute little noises, <laughs> they'll get fed some sunflower seeds. Oh, so lovely. Okay, bye. Bye, Freya. Next stop for Freya is the San Diego Birding Festival. She'll be wearing her birdability hat there and presenting a workshop along with birdability founder Virginia Rose, 
called A Good Idea, Putting the Access in Inclusion, Diversity and Equity in Birding. And Freya and Virginia will give the Saturday evening keynote address at the San Diego Festival entitled Birding is for Everybody. As many Talking Birds listeners know, Freya is the coordinator for Birdability, a wonderful organization that works to ensure that the birding community and the outdoors are welcoming and inclusive and safe and accessible for everybody. The San Diego Birding Festival, mostly live and in-person, by the way, runs from Wednesday, February 16th to Sunday, the 20th. That, as you may have guessed, is the sound of our mystery bird. This is a preview of our contest coming later in the show. We gave you the clues now, so you'll be ready to call in maybe really quickly when we uh, actually do the contest. Uh, that way we actually have time <laughs> for the contest. We get uh, kind of squished at the end of the show here, so we urge you to call early in the process when we uh, give the signal in just a bit. Our mystery bird is a stocky, large-headed, mostly gray and white songbird with a black mask and a thick hooked bill. Our bird is seen in winter over most of the northern half of the U.S., breeding in northern Canada and Alaska. Our bird eats mostly insects, but will also take small birds and mammals, often impaling them on a thorn or barbed wire spike. That's a pretty strong clue there. Wonderful prizes include a 12-ounce bag of delicious, shade-grown birds and beans coffee, certified by the Smithsonian Migratory Bird Center as bird-friendly. Smithsonian provides the gold standard for that bird-friendly certification. And the original, iconic, classic bird feeder for sunflower seeds from Droll Yankees, makers of the world's best bird feeders. Prizes there on our Mystery Bird Contest coming along in just a little bit this morning. A salute to more Talking Birds ambassadors, including a couple from New England here this morning. Tim Langevin from Hadley, Massachusetts. Tim listens on Mondays and says it makes my Monday blues go away. That is so nice. Thank you, Tim. And thank you to Donna Maderos from Charlestown, Rhode Island. If her name sounds familiar, we, we just mentioned her as one of our new proud plurters. And she's now an ambassador as well. She says her husband's been a birder for a long time. He's more adept than I am, but I'll keep trying. Checking out those feeder birds and going on hikes. Thank you so much, Donna. Well, Talking Birds listeners, we're on a quest. We've set a goal of growing our ambassador's family to 700 members by the end of February. So we're urging listeners to join up. Let us send you a little batch of info cards you can hand out to fellow bird lovers or potential bird lovers, nature lovers at your convenience. Here's an update. As of February 13th, we need just 15 more listeners to join the Ambassadors family for us to reach the goal. You can sign up via the Get Involved tab right at the top of the homepage at TalkingBirds.com. That's Talking Birds with... No G. Still to come today, we'll talk with the director of an exciting and important new movie about bird migration and the North American prairie grasslands called Wings Over Water. Andrew Young will join us this morning. And we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor. It's an almost live from the archive installment of Let's Ask Mike with some timeless advice on how to get nest boxes ready for spring and how to keep squirrels from destroying them. 
And up next, this morning's other king is our featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Among four waterfowl relatives, one is spectacled, one is stellar, with an ER, like the now famous wandering sea eagle, one is common, and one, today's featured feathered friend, is a king. It's Somateria Spectabulous, the King Eider. And regal he is. The male sports bold black and white body plumage, a light blue crown and nape, a greenish face, and a bright orange bill topped by an enormous orange knob outlined in black and standing in stark contrast to the female, which is mostly brown with black barring. The king eider breeds in extreme northern Canada and at Alaska's north slope and winters as far south as southern New England on the Atlantic coast and along the southern parts of Alaska in the west. We're listening to the soft, almost dove-like sounds of a male king eider, along with some vocalizations by a female. The king eider is a majestic diver, often descending more than 80 feet from the water's surface to the seabed in search of the crustaceans, plant matter, and insect larvae on which it feeds. In addition to its prowess as a diver, the king eider has at least one other claim to fame. It has a pub named after it. You'll find the King Eider's Pub up there, down east in Damrascotta, Maine. Try the lobster. Somateria Spectabulous, the King Eider. Today's Talking Birds featured Feathered Friend. Welcome again to our show, number 871. A reminder about that website that we like to do. It's TalkingBirds.com with no G in Talking. Andrew Young is an Academy Award-nominated, Emmy Award-winning director, producer, and director of photography. He's drawn to stories where the lives of humans interact or intersect with nature. And he's the co-founder of Archipelago Films and Arise Media, a nonprofit dedicated to creating media about the most urgent social and environmental challenges of our time. He's directed and filmed both documentaries and fiction work with HBO, Cinemax, National Geographic, the BBC, and PBS. With a master's degree from Yale University in physical anthropology, he has extensive experience in science and animal behavior, and he's the director, producer, and cinematographer for a remarkable new film about the epic journeys of three amazing bird families called Wings Over Water. And he joins us now to talk about that film. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ray. It's wonderful to have you and to see your film, which I have, and it's just terrific. And I want to ask you how you came to make this film, and what would you like the main takeaway to be for your viewers? Well, thank you, and thank you for having me here on this beautiful, snowy morning. Um, (laughs) You know, as you had mentioned, um, my partner and I specialize on making films that reveal our connection to nature. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, so many of us, living today feel like we've lost something and it's that that connection to nature and that's what brought us to wings over water we had made a 3d imax film called backyard wilderness which was about the the hidden world of nature in our backyard Mm -hmm. inspired by our own 
to screen obsessed children who didn't go outdoors the way we used to. <laughs> and uh, we made a film about it and it uh, turned out great. And we, we won all the top awards. And following that, a producer at IMAX reached out to us about a new subject that they had been approached about, which was telling the story of the great prairie wetlands. And uh, this was a region that I hadn't really heard of or wasn't aware of in any deep kind of way. Um, but they, they approached us about it, and we realized that, you know, the goal of, of Backyard Wilderness was making people connected to the nature immediately around them. Mm -hmm. And Wings Over Water for us was really about trying to connect people to the greater ecosystem of North America, uh, which is really, a, you know, stitched together on the wings of, of migratory birds. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and what a place it is. Um, you know, it's pointed out here, as we know, three billion fewer birds in North America than 50 years ago. And something that I wasn't aware of, certainly, that the majority of these birds actually breed in the prairie wetlands. I was astounded to, to learn that, just how vital this ecosystem was, and I knew so little about it. And in fact, the, the first time I went out to this region, which really kind of encompasses North Dakota, South Dakota, part of Minnesota, part of, part of Iowa, part of Montana, and then up into Saskatchewan and Manitoba. It's a huge area, you know, bigger than the size of Texas. Um, that I had heard almost nothing about and, and uh, you know, let alone its importance. And when you go there, all you really see is farmland. It's so hard to actually see this ecosystem. Mm -hmm. But once you get up in the air, mm -hmm. you start to realize that, you know, you, on the ground, you see a pond here and a pond there. From satellite view, you realize that this is a mosaic of millions of ponds. Mm -hmm. And it's astounding to find out how unique each one is. And, and what a, a treasure trove this is for, for migratory birds. Marshall Johnson from National Audubon is prominently featured in the film, and he says something that really kind of wraps it up in terms of how important this place is. He says, birds are the voice of the prairie in so many ways, and to know that birds that have filled our lives with song are now calling out to us with their silence. Yeah, Mar Marshall uh, is an amazing individual, and he's one of the storytellers in Wings Over Water, which both, as you mentioned, tells the story of these three incredible birds that have this epic journey to the prairie wetlands to breed. Mm -hmm. But it also uh, tells of the threats to the area, but more importantly, some of the heroes of the prairie wetlands that are doing incredible things to save this habitat. Indeed. By the way, so many bird species are featured in the film, but... Uh, you focus on three, Sandhill Crane, Yellow Warbler, and Mallard. Why those three? Well, the Sandhill Crane was the first one that we chose, and I, I think it's just because we were so completely captivated by them. They're incredible creatures. They have a almost a prehistoric aura to them. Um, they're big, uh, very impressive when they're uh, gathered in large numbers. So that was kind of a given for us. Um, the other birds were a little harder to choose. Um, we wanted to choose something really common that everybody had seen. And uh, so that we could take that familiarity, but connect it to um, a life, a, a natural history that people were largely unaware of. And so the mallard duck seemed like a no brainer for that. You know, they range all over the place, but uh, about half of them end up in the prairie wetlands to uh, to raise their young. So we thought that that would be a familiar 
point of departure for a lot of people. And then, um, you know, trying to find a contrasting bird to those two, the yellow warbler seemed perfect, you know, a small (laughs) perching bird that has of the three really the most epic uh, migration, having to cross the Gulf of Mexico. Um, And in in our story, uh, he comes across as just an incredible little can-do hero, the little bird that could, I like to think of the yellow warbler. Uh, they're, They're so amazing what they're capable of. Can you share a couple of technical secrets with us uh, about how those cinematography is so amazing? How did you get some of these shots? Sure, yeah. The, the, um, the IMAX format is incredible because, first of all, you're, you're putting people in front of a screen that's uh, you know six stories tall. Your, complete, your peripheral vision is surrounded. It's in 3D. Um, doing that format justice is a huge challenge, and it, it requires getting the camera very close, uh, which is often quite hard to do with, with wild birds. Uh, remote control cameras were hugely important to us. You know, in order to film a, a mallard hen with her, her ducklings hatching in the middle of a prairie, we had to have a, a completely remote control setup that we could put in place and operate from a blind a good distance away. Um, we used, uh, we actually worked with some bird ambassadors. We like to think of them as ambassadors. We worked with a, a wonderful organization in North Carolina called the Sylvan Heights Bird Park that breeds endangered waterfowl. And they had, um, they have cranes and they have mallards and all kinds of other waterfowl. And through their expertise, we were able to actually get, um, uh, rehab rescue birds that were non-releasable um, needed human care but were perfectly good actors and we imprinted them to actually follow me and mm-hmm. I could drive in a in a boat or a pickup truck um, or even a small uh, ultralight and these birds would follow me mm-hmm. and that was the key to our getting some incredible shots that sort of revealed the, the story of their incredible journeys. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a variety of techniques. You know, the little warbler we flew in a wind tunnel used at a research facility um, that studies bird flight. So it was kind of combining science with the latest of uh, of Hollywood image making to really put the audience right next to the birds on this journey and give them that experience. Just amazing. We're just about out of time, but tell us, uh, Andrew, where can folks uh, see the film and when? So the film is just starting to open around the country. It will be around in theaters probably for the next couple of years. It's uh, opening in New York at the Museum of Natural History in March. It's currently in Denver and... um, St. Louis and a couple of theaters in Texas, and there will be more all the time. I urge people to go to um, wingsoverwaterfilm.com to find out when it's going to be opening in a theater near you. All right. Andrew Young is the director, cinematographer, producer, Wings Over Water. Again, that address he just mentioned, wingsoverwaterfilm.com. Andrew, thank you so much. Good luck. And we invite you to come back to talk about your next film sometime soon about mountain gorillas. Can't wait to do that, Ray. Thank you so much. Andrew Young here on Talking Birds. Up next, our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. 
When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There's our mystery bird. This is the contest. We invite you to call us right now, if you can. This is the time before we run out of time. 781-837-4900 is the uh, number to call. Beautiful prizes from Droll Yankees and Birds and Beans Coffee. And if we have time, a bonus prize, maybe, from Wisdom Supply, all in our Mystery Bird contest. It's a stocky, large-headed, mostly gray and white songbird with a black mask and a thick, hooked bill. Our bird is seen in winter over most of the northern half of the U.S., breeding in northern Canada and Alaska. And this is a big clue that kind of may give it away, sort of. Our mystery bird eats mostly insects, but will also take small birds and mammals, often impaling them on a thorn or barbed wire spike. That's what it's kind of famous for there. What's that bird? 781-837-4900 is the number to call. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, it's the uh, middle of February, but we're thinking about spring, aren't we? And maybe spring nest boxes? Mike O'Connor has some advice about that. It's Let's Ask Mike uh, in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com B-U-T-E-O Beautiobooks.com my name is Laura Jimenez, and I'm calling from Carpinteria, California. I became a Talking Birds ambassador because I realized I already was being an ambassador, and getting the cards was a great supplement to telling people about the show. I would encourage all listeners to become Talking Birds ambassadors to get the word out about the show and the importance of being aware of our impact on the environment and the wonder of the birds around us. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family at TalkingBirds.com. Join today, and thanks. Down to beautiful Cape Cod and the famous Bird Watchers General Store as we're about to hook up here with Talking Birds resident backyard handyman, Mike O'Connor, <laughs> fixing those uh, nest boxes. Those are the right. ones that squirrels can chew, the, generally speaking. <laughs> Sounds like a PBS show, doesn't it? The <laughs> squirrel handyman. Yeah, right now it's February, and uh, it, it's, it's unseasonably mild around in my part of the world, and maybe yeah. in a lot of parts of the country, unfortunately, although we got a, a kind of mixed messages, right? We, we appreciate the milder weather, but we know it's not necessarily the best thing. Yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of my customers are coming in because they're checking out their birdhouses for the spring because the birds are looking into them in, in another few weeks in, in the middle of March they get pretty pretty active and they find they've been chewed the entrance hole has been chewed over the winter 
and oftentimes it's squirrels, sometimes it's other woodpeckers trying to make the hole larger, either to roost in there or to, to nest in there, not with the woodpeckers, but with the squirrels. And so they want to replace the house, and I give them an option where you could just, if the damage isn't too bad, the, uh, a lot of companies sell these wooden predator guards, which is basically a, a wooden block, like a piece of Texas toast with a hole drilled into it. And you can just screw that on the outside. Now, the idea of a predator guard is to make, it's a thick piece of wood to make the hole deeper so if a predator, namely a raccoon, reaches in, it makes it more difficult to reach into the birdhouse. And if you can see my hand, Ray, I'm moving it in the direction. Can you just, can you see what I'm doing? Just barely make it out there. <laughs> okay. So the raccoon reaches his paw through the hole and tries to get the baby birds. These predator guards thicken up the hole, and so they can't, in theory, you know, at least they help prevent them from reaching in. The predator guard also is a big sense of the big piece of wood and screws on. It'll cover up a lot of the damage that the squirrel and or woodpecker has done. So instead of buying a new box, you can just add one of these. Then you can add a little metal portal, a little metal ring, a little metal plate, screw that on the outside of the whole thing. And that keeps the next time around from the squirrels from chewing the hole larger. Mm-hmm. They'll actually come in and, and so so you get a thick piece of wood covering up the damage. And those are cheap. You can get, oh, you can make your own. It's just a little block of wood, drill a hole in it, and you can make your own. And then add this little metal portal. We call them squirrel tooth benders. Ouch. Because the squirrels bend their teeth when they're trying to chew, chew them. And you can get those a lot of the burning places. And that will prevent that. So my advice is repair your birdhouse, put the metal plate on it, and everybody will be happy. All right. Thank you, Mr. Handyman. That's some good stuff. <laughs> i got to go pack up my tools now and get ready for work. All right. Talk to you next week, Mike. Okay. Sounds great. Mike O'Connor at the Bird Watchers General Store. We're back to the Mystery Bird Contest right after this. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. There it is again, our mystery bird, a stocky, large-headed, mostly gray and white songbird with a black mask and a thick, hooked bill. That's kind of unusual for a songbird, and this is a very unusual songbird. What is it? 781-837-4900 is the number, and John is in Pembroke, Massachusetts. Good morning, John. Good morning, Raven Ray Brown. How are you doing? Raven Ray, I like that. I'll use that later. I like that, too. (laughs) I'm glad Mike spoke about the wood duck boxes, because we go down the Indian Head River and the North River down here in Pembrokean town, Mm-hmm. And we see them, and we don't know what they are, but now we do. Now we do. All right. He served another purpose there. Well, yeah, what do you we think? We knew what they were. But... Okay, I'm, I'm going to guess. You want me to guess? Uh, sure. Okay, I'm going to say Northern Shrike. Wow, that's a, that is a pretty good guess. That was a very good guess. Yeah. Did I mention that is correct? Yes. Nice, yeah, nice that job. That goes credit to Deb Campbell. <laughs> Thank you, Deb Campbell. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> well, both of you, please stay on the line, and we'll arrange to send you those nice prizes. And we will. And the birds say hi. All right. And say hi back for us. I will. All right. That's our mystery yeah. bird contest. Northern Shrike uh, was the correct answer. And guess what? We're just about 
almost out of time. We do have time to uh, invite you to take another step to uh, become involved with our show, and that's by joining the Talking Birds flock. This really is a way to get connected with other listeners of the show more than the show itself. Uh, we have something like, uh, what do we have? Um, I forgot now, uh, 350 some members of our flock. So it's a cool way to share uh, ideas and thoughts and pictures and videos all about birds and nature with other Talking Birds listeners. It's a Facebook group, so you can find it at facebook.com slash flock. So next week on our show, conservation biologist, wildlife researcher, and author Dr. J. Chris Haney will be here to talk about whether it might just be possible that the ivory-billed woodpecker is not extinct. He's a fascinating guy, and he has an amazing book, too, called Woody's Last Laugh, uh, all about his thoughts regarding the ivory-billed woodpecker. That's on our show here next week. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, senior producer Debbie Bleacher, outreach coordinator Freya McGregor, special assistant Audrey Stack, and our producing engineer Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. BirdWatchersGeneralStore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at VortexOptics.com. And Video Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Videobooks.com.